Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato, expert in type 1 diabetes and fat loss, entrepreneur, and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. Hello there. Oh my God. I hope that you guys had a wonderful holiday weekend. If it was a holiday for you, I know here in the United States, it was the 4th of July. And then just before that, it was Canada day. And I'm sure that there's plenty of other holidays that I just don't know about. So regardless if it was a holiday or not, I hope you had a great weekend. Um, I literally, okay. So (laughs) I try not to judge people and I know that no matter what, we are judged every single day and sometimes we can't even help it when we do have judgmental thoughts come through our mind and you guys, I sometimes even like judge myself if I am being judgmental of someone else because I always feel like everyone has a story. So I'm really trying to tap into my judgy thoughts of people and even myself. Like anytime I start feeling a little bit judgmental, I just really am trying to tap into that and try to figure out like where it's coming from because I honestly believe that when we are judging someone else or even ourselves, if we're judging a situation, it's almost always a reflection of something that we feel about ourselves, like something that we maybe haven't dealt with. And so it was over the long weekend and we had family visiting. So my boyfriend and I had a bunch of people. Our house was packed (laughs) full of people. And, um, we had this this um, very strange man staying with us and it's like a a friend of a family member but we're still trying to figure out like are they dating are they not dating because it's almost like there's maybe a little bit of shame going around this is just what I'm picking up on anyways because it's like he's a little bit strange and there's nothing wrong with being weird I'm sure that I mean I'm even weird sometimes and I'm, I'm sure that like you even have people in your family that are a little bit on the weird side, but I mean, weird is good. If we were all super normal, how boring would that be? And I think that it's good to have quirkiness and it's good to be weird. I mean, I on like I am weird. I'm, not, I'm just gonna let it all out right now. But at the same time, there are certain levels of weirdness that, like, I think what 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 it really comes down to is like it's not even that this fellow is weird it's like he just creeps me out so if anything it's more of like a reflection on me because I am allowing his just uh, who he is as a person to make me feel uncomfortable and I really think that that's like a total it's it's totally to do with me because I'm like somehow not strong enough to not let his actions affect me and not let them creep me out Imagine like a like an older dude that's just kind of weird and also a little bit inappropriate, like not even on the inappropriate level of like someone who makes like inappropriate dad jokes and like thinks it's funny, like haha, but it's like not funny. It's not even that kind of weird. It's like weird as in like the vibes and the energy that 
I pick up on every single time I'm like in the same room. It's just, it's so weird. And then I'm like, is it me or is it him? Or is it like how I am allowing that energy to affect me? (laughs) It's so weird. And I'm not trying to shit on anyone because I, I feel like every family has just at least one person that it, it can be like someone who's related or not that's just a little bit wacko and that person could even be me. <laughs> so anyways, it's in the morning. I'm writing emails. I'm sitting on my bed and we live in California. So our apartment is not like a super big and glamorous and there's a bedroom, a bathroom, a living room, a very small kitchen, and that's about it. So you have to like walk down the hall into the bathroom. And then our bedroom like kind of goes off the hall. Not that you need a full on play by play of what my house looks like, but I'm sitting on my bed and my bedroom door is just cracked, like just slightly open, like maybe like a foot. So generally, I mean, you and I probably unless we were like really close with someone, we wouldn't just think like, oh, their door isn't fully open. Let me just go in there. Anyways, I'm like working on my bed, writing emails and I hear a knock on my door. And then I look and it's this dude and he like is like knocking, but then he like just pops his, his head in and he was like, oh, do you mind? And I'm like, uh, like, I don't even know what to say. Like, do I mind? Like, I don't know <laughs> what's happening. And he just like comes into my bedroom and I have this picture that I had done for my boyfriend for his birthday one year. And it's at the foot of our bed. It's like this big, um, blown up photograph, like on a, uh, block. I don't, I'm trying to explain it, but I'm not explaining it very well. But anyways, it's not even inappropriate or anything. It's me in my underwear. And you can't even really tell it's me because you can't see my face. It's like all you can see is my balls hanging out. (laughs) Just kidding. But I guess you can kind of tell it's me. But anyways, he like comes into my bedroom just to look at the picture. He's like, oh, yeah, do you mind if I like look at this? And he just like stands right in front of it and just like staring at it for like a good five minutes. And I'm just feeling so uncomfortable because... And then I'm like thinking about it because at first I'm just like, what the fuck? And then I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know what's weirder. The fact that someone would just think like, you know, it's okay to just bust into someone's bedroom when they're just like working on their bed. Like, you know, just it that whole, like, I would never do that. I don't know if you would, but that, but then, or is it more weird to stare at a picture of my ass for like five minutes? And then too, just thinking back at the whole situation and how bizarre it is in my mind, just thinking about it. And then it, it just makes me laugh now because I'm like, I really, that really affected me on, on such a level. And I'm like, why did it affect me so much? And if it was just like someone I had known really well, if it was just a good friend, that wouldn't be weird at all. So it's just so funny how maybe we like perceive things differently in the moment or just how we can turn any kind of situation into whatever we really we can make it into whatever we want it to be based on like how we're feeling maybe in that moment so just so interesting I don't know so as you can imagine that was like kind of just part of the weekend spinning out of control and there is a lot of like miscommunication I feel like a lot of tension not because of that situation in particular I think it was just like 
just a bunch of stuff. Like, I don't know if your family's ever like that when there's like so many people. But then I looked and I don't know if you follow Mercury Retrograde, but I'm a super Mercury Retrograde fanatic. And I always like I have the dates written down. And so I looked and sure enough, it's we're smack in the middle of Mercury Retrograde. It like started last week and this I think it was like last Friday, which would have been July 7th. Um, that was like a really strong day of Mercury retrograde. So, and that was kind of like when everything started happening, like the miscommunication and just like these like weird things and like (laughs) weird emotions. And if you are, if you don't know what Mercury retrograde is, but you are feeling a little bit affected by certain things, Mercury retrograde is literally a time when I think it's like when this planet slow down or something. So essentially like everything's moving backward and it's a time when you might find like there's miscommunications. You find it like hard to communicate with people. Um, you're running late for stuff. Nothing goes as planned. Um, it can be kind of like a difficult time to travel. If you have like a set schedule, things will not go as planned at all. And it's also a time when like technology can sometimes crap out. So these are all little things. And it's more so like I know some people who they prefer not to know when Mercury retrograde is. But for me, every time I see and I'm like, I know that it's Mercury retrograde, I'm like, oh, like everything just makes sense now. And I can kind of just breathe because it is a time when you you're not you're supposed to just kind of go with the flow and and for me just knowing like not anticipating that things are going to go wrong but it's just kind of like a reminder to slow down and to go with the flow so when these things are happening don't fight them just know that you're not crazy (laughs) but what I realized when I did slow down and just like think about everything for a second I really I was totally like I was totally judging the situation. I was judging everyone. I was even judging myself for judging the people that I was around and judging myself for feeling, for being affected by certain things. And I, I think the reason why I was judging myself so much is because I really, I, I totally believe like it doesn't matter who you are, but like we all have a story. And I heard this thing that was so, it really resonated with me and it went like, the people who judge others, they are blind because when you're judging someone without truly knowing who they are on the inside, like just judging a book by its cover, you don't actually know them. You can't see them. You know, you can't see who they truly are. So therefore you're blind. And that really resonated with me. So I always think about that. But there are certain situations when I do, I just, I don't know, I just <laughs> start judging. And I think it's just a normal reaction that some of us have. And so, yeah. That was totally my weekend and I hope that your weekend was much better and that you weren't affected as much by Mercury Retrograde or that you were able to just kind of slow down and take a little breather. So today we are going to, and I'm really excited about this episode, but we're going to talk about macros and how to keep your blood sugar stable when you're counting macros and what macros are and just all of the ins and outs. If you've ever been wondering, like, how do I calculate my macros or what are macros or how do I keep my blood sugar stable with macros, then this episode is going to be a golden one for you. So before we dive in, grab a pen and paper so you can take all the notes. (laughs) Just kidding, but you might want to. Um, 
First and foremost, I wanted to quickly let you know about a super exciting opportunity. So as you know, we launched my Fat Loss for Type 1s course back at the beginning of June or that, yeah, the beginning of June. Um, and we are going to be launching it again one last time for 2019. So it's going to be in September, the beginning of September, we're going to be relaunching my Fat Loss for Type 1s program. And so this will be the last time before 2020. But that's not even the exciting part. The exciting part is I'm giving away the entire, the complete fat loss for type ones program to one lucky person. So all you have to do to, um, all you have to do to win is go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash win and just fill out the info and you will be immediately entered to for your chance to win the complete fat loss for type ones training program. And the winner will be announced on September 4th. I was just trying to think if that's a Tuesday or Wednesday, but I think it is a Wednesday. <laughs> but yes, the winner will be announced at the beginning of September. And if you have any questions about it, let me know. I'll link to it in the show notes so you'll have it there. And in case you're wondering, the Fat Loss for Type 1s program is a step-by-step -step application program that teaches you exactly how to customize your nutrition and your training program to lose weight with type 1 diabetes. So we cover how to calculate your calories for fat loss and then how to set your macros and just all of the things that you need to know when it comes to nutrition with diabetes and managing blood sugars with your macros and training with type 1 diabetes, what the best training program is. And you, we just work together step-by-step step throughout the program. And it's six weeks, six weeks long, and you get lifetime access to the program once you are enrolled. So yes, just let me know if you have any questions. And again, I will link to that in the show notes, but it's diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash win for your chance to win. So when it comes to macros, you might be like, what are macros? And macros are the amount of protein, fats, and carbs that your body needs each day in order to achieve whatever goal it is that you want to achieve. Like whatever physical transformation you desire, the macro, counting macros can help you get there. And so when it comes to managing your blood sugars around your macros, there are definitely a few things that you'll want to know because as you already know, you are counting carbs every single day to manage your blood sugars and to bolus for your food properly. But protein and fats also do play a role in that as well. And so there are a few things that you'll want to know, especially when it comes to your fitness goals as well. So we'll start with carbs because you are already super familiar with carbs. So basically when it comes to counting your macros, carbohydrates are going, they are not an essential macronutrient, but they will play an important role in your overall blood sugar management. And so a few things that you'll want to think about is just the types of carbs that you are consuming. So generally speaking, complex carbs are going to be preferred just because they do raise blood glucose at a much slow, slower pace overall. And these foods normally are a little bit more satiating as well. So these are foods that will have a higher content in fiber, and one other thing is like when you are counting your macros, I'm sure you've heard of it before, but like the flexible dieting lifestyle or um, like if it fits your macros, these things kind of just 
I, I do agree with it just because you, I, I do believe like having a flexible approach to nutrition is going to be super important. And once you know the basics and like how these different macros affect your blood sugars, then you can kind of take your own approach and just not limit things. So even though like, say you fill up on more complex uh, carbs throughout the day, but you go out with a friend and you want to eat a cupcake or it's your birthday or whatever. It's like, don't limit those things from your diet. Just once you have the awareness of like the different types of carbs and how they affect you and the different types of macros, that is going to be a crucial point when you are determining like what you're eating in a day. And then protein and fat are both essential macronutrients. So most of the time, if you're ever working with a coach or a fitness professional, they will have you, or they might, they'll probably do it for you actually, but you will set your protein intake and your fat first, since those two are the essential macronutrients and protein. One thing you need to know about protein, like there is a minimum amount of protein that your body does require. And this is super important, you know, to preserve lean muscle mass and all of these things. So there's many other reasons too, that proteins is super essential. But one thing that you do want to know from a type one diabetic standpoint is that, or even a diabetic standpoint for that matter, but protein can increase your blood glucose levels, especially if you're consuming it in large quantities. So it's important just when you are eating protein to, when you're tracking your macros, especially like, you know, the different amounts that your body is supposed to eat to achieve whatever goal that you have. And we'll get into that in a second. But once you have your protein set, say you sit down for a meal and you're eating like 50 grams of protein, I would just recommend like monitoring your blood sugar and seeing if it, it increases your blood sugar at all, or if it remains the same. And then did you exercise prior to that? Or like, what was your activity level like throughout the day? Because those things can often make you more insulin sensitive. So generally for me personally, like I will sometimes give myself a small bolus if I'm eating like 50 to 70 grams of protein in one sitting. And that might sound like a lot of protein to some of you, but, um, protein is going to be super beneficial and super essential for your overall health and your blood sugar and your fitness goals. So it is important that you are making sure that you're consuming enough and generally um, like eating 0.8 to one gram of protein per pound of body weight is recommended if you are wanting to lose fat or even up to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight. Um, but if you're maintaining weight, you can be a little bit more lenient and eat a little bit less than that. So it's just figuring out like what amount works best for you, but I would make sure that you are consuming adequate protein every single day. And also too, like when it comes to protein, you'll, you'll definitely figure this out on your own, like after a while, but if you'll know if your body's not getting enough because there was a time when, and this was just a few months ago, actually. So I was eating about, I think it was like 0.8, but some days I came just under that amount for my body. And because I do train a lot, I was very, I was starting to notice that I wasn't recovering properly for my training and I was feeling a little bit fatigued. And so my coach was like, girl, you gotta like, well, he didn't say girl, but he told me that I needed to just be a little bit more mindful of my protein. So it's, it really is kind of cool when you are, when you do set your macros and you have a certain amount of carbs, protein, and fat that you're trying to hit every single day, then you can kind of spot like, Hey, I'm starting to feel a little bit under recovered. And then you can kind of dig into that and be like, Hmm, I think I need to increase my protein a little bit, or maybe your blood sugars are a little bit higher than normal and your exercise, say you're 
you're not exercising as much as you used to or whatever it is. And you can be like, hey, like maybe I should lower my carbon take a little bit. So once you have like your numbers set for your body, then you can also just kind of tweak them along the way. So that is a very helpful thing when it comes to your overall control of your blood sugars. And you might have heard this before, but okay, so when I was a kid, my mom would always tell me that she would always try to like give me snacks. Like if we went hiking or we were at the beach, she would always, anytime my blood sugar went low or something, she would give me a snack and then also pair it with like some almonds or like she would try to um, give me a combination of both carbs and um, and protein. And then even like later on, because, and I think this is something that has been taught too. Like I've heard it from many different sources where um, a lot of people think that pairing your a protein source and then a carb source will um, make it so that your blood sugars rise at a slower pace. And there's a lot of controversy around this because I've also heard from a lot of different places that that is not the case at all. That is actually not the right information. And for me personally, I have found that pairing my protein and my carb source, it does not really make a difference for the way that my blood sugar rises. And I, what I would personally recommend to stick to is just, I mean, obviously do what works best for you, but if you're, you are consuming more complex carbs, then you shouldn't have an issue with, um, your, your blood sugar. Like it will automatically raise at a slower pace because of all that fiber. And then, yeah, I would definitely recommend pairing with protein, but that's because protein keeps you feeling more satiated. So it's just more of a substantial snack overall. Um, but definitely just notice how, how that pairs with your blood sugars because everyone is a little bit different, but I know that there is a lot of controversy around that. So I've no, I don't know if you've heard that before, but that is one thing that I just wanted to touch on. And then for your fat intake, fat is an essential macronutrient as well. And there's a minimum amount of fat required for your body that is set at 0.25 grams per pound of body weight. And this is to keep hormones balanced. So this is super important. And I pay special attention to this when it comes to my clients because I had a experience back in the day when I was doing a lot of dieting and fad diets and unhealthy things to try to lose weight. And I actually went through a period, I think I've talked about this before, but I limited my fat intake where I literally did not consume any fat and it was not very good. Like my hair started breaking off. It looked like I took scissors to it at the top and just a bunch of other things happened. So I would really, really, I really stress on just at least making sure that you are consuming the minimum amount of fat required for your body. And then when it comes to carbs, carbs are not an essential macronutrient. So once you have your protein and your fat set, then you can kind of play around with your carb intake because generally like most people can get their energy from like other sources. You, they don't need carbohydrates, but as a type one diabetic, we kind of do need carbs sometimes. So it's just important to make sure that you are getting the right amount for your body, but just make sure that you, um, when you are setting your macros that you're, you set your protein and your fat first. And fat in large quantities can raise blood glucose, 
blood glucose levels as well. So just be especially mindful of that. And if you are eating a bunch of carbs paired with fat, then you may need to do an extended bolus because paired together, it will raise your blood glucose at a much slower pace. So you may even find like you start climbing and then a few hours later, you're like, whoa, I'm so high right now. So just keep that in mind and be aware that um, you may you may find that you are a lot more insulin resistant when you are pairing a lot of carbs and a lot of fat together at the same time. And then just know that fat can increase blood glucose levels. Now that you know a little bit about what macros are, we are going to go through a few steps when it comes to setting them and what you need to know when it comes to your blood sugars. So the first step is setting your calories. So this is because your macros are, they all add up to a certain number of calories per day. So in order to set your macros accurately, you really need to know how many calories per day your body needs. And so the first thing you need to do is just figure out, okay, like what are your goals? Do you want to lose weight, maintain weight or gain weight? So in order to lose weight, you really want to make sure that you're maintaining a daily calorie deficit. So this is if you want to become leaner or get a little bit toned, trim down, lose weight, like all of those things. So make sure that you are eating in a calorie deficit. And then if your goal is to maintain your current weight, then you're gonna wanna be eating at your maintenance calories. And if you want to gain weight, you are going to need to eat in a calorie surplus. So this is going to be more calories than your body needs each day to maintain its current weight. So basically a calorie deficit is you want to burn more calories than you're consuming and then maintaining weight, you're gonna it's gonna be equal all across the board. And then if you're wanting to gain weight, then you're going to want to eat more calories than you are burning every single day. And if your goal is to build muscle, then you'll definitely want to focus on maintaining your weight or eating in a slight calorie surplus. So that is, those are the three goals that you might have. So once you figure out your goals, then it's setting your calories and depending on what your goal is, your calories will be a lot different. And so if you want to lose weight, obviously the amount of food that you're going to consume every single day for your body will be a lot different than if your goal is to gain weight. All right, so step one, you have your calories figured out for your body. And then step two is setting your macros. So when you're setting your macros, you first want to set your protein intake and your fat intake because those are both essential macronutrients. And then the last macro that you'll set is going to be your carb intake. So when it comes to your protein intake, there are four calories per one gram of protein. And then for your carb intake, it's going to be the same. So there's gonna be four calories calories per one gram of carbs, and then your fat is a little bit different. So for your fat intake, there is nine calories per one gram of fat. So I can't give you the exact like how to step-by-step step on how to figure out your macros based on your calories, because this is something that you learn inside of my Fat Loss for Type 1s program. So if I were to take the time today to go through step-by-step step how to do it, then that would not be very to my students who are inside of my program. So these are going to be the basic steps. So if you, it, once you have all of this information, you can definitely figure it out on your own. And I wish that I could give you the step-by-step, -step, but uh, maybe you will win the course and I will see you inside of my fat loss program and we can do it together. But until then, I just, I encourage you to take these steps. And then once you have the information of what you need to do, then I promise that you'll be able to figure it out. Even if um, you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed right now, 
But the first step is figuring out your calories, setting your macros, and if you know how many calories per grams of whichever macro you're eating, that is going to help you a ton. And I will give you a little example. So say you set your uh, protein intake per day at 120 grams of protein, and then your fat is set at 65 grams of fat. And then say your carbs are set at 185 grams of carbs per day. Those are your macros that you have set for yourself. So for your protein, because 120 grams, there's four calories per gram, that is 480 calories total. So that means that 480 calories will be coming from your protein intake every single day. And then for your fat, since there are nine calories per one gram of fat, you would do 65 times nine. So that gives you 585 calories per day will be coming from your total fat intake. And for carbs, 185 grams of carbs that equals 740 calories total because there are four calories per one gram of carb and then once you know which macro like how many calories come from which macro then you can add all of those up so 480 plus 585 plus 740 equals 1800 calories per day roughly so that would be for someone who is their goal is 1800 calories per day. That could be what their macro breakdown looks like. And again, you just want to be sure that you are maintaining, um, you are consuming the minimum amount of fat required for your body and then getting in enough protein based on whatever your fitness goals are. All right, so setting your macros is step number two. And now step number three, I want you to write this down. So there's two important things that you'll want to keep in mind when you are counting your macros every single day. So the first thing is just be mindful of how each macro affects your blood sugar in different quantities. So you might notice that you are consuming 185 grams of carbs per day and your blood sugars are a little bit crazy and you're like, all right, I need to eat maybe a little bit more fat and a little bit less carbs. So that's totally doable. So it's just really important to know how these things are making your blood sugars overall. And then the second thing is nutrient timing. So this is also going to be super important when it comes to counting macros as a type one diabetic. And the great thing is, and one of the reasons why I love counting macros is because if you're anything like me, just having a set number that you're targeting every single day and a clear picture of what it looks like, it makes it so much easier to stay on track. Like I love having lists and guidelines and I'm just that kind of person. So it really does help me a ton. And so when I know that I'm shooting to hit hundred grams of protein every single day, and I can, and I'll be honest, like it's so much easier once you do it for a while. Cause you don't really need to track it, especially if you're not trying to lose weight, you do it for a while and you kind of just get the hang of it. So you can kind of eyeball like this is hundred grams of protein in a day, but you'll get there, don't worry. But um, it just makes it that much easier because then you can time your food intake a little bit better. So you have, a, say you have 100 grams of protein you're trying to hit every single day and you have 185 grams of carbs per day and you're like, hey, I'm a little bit more insulin resistant in the morning, so therefore I am going to eat a little bit more 
protein and fat in the morning, which allows me to have more carbs. I have 185 grams of carbs I'm eating per day, so I'm going to save a majority of those carbs and consume them around my workouts to keep my blood sugar more stable. And then and then you just kind of like know the numbers, right? Like you eat X amount of protein in the morning, so that means you have X amount to eat for dinner or whatever, and it just helps you kind of stay on track a little bit better and also just have a little bit more tighter control of your blood sugars throughout the day because you have, you know exactly like how many grams of each macro you are going to be consuming. And I'll be honest too, like it does take a little bit of planning and you got to do a little bit of work because you can't just set your macros and then think that everything will take care of itself. Like you have to really pay attention to how different types of different foods and macros are affecting your body and blood sugars. Like how do you feel? And then just take it as a learning experience because whatever you set your macros at, they will, won't always stay the same over time. And as you start progressing and achieving your goals, like our, our maintenance calories are always changing. Therefore, our macros will always be changing as well. All right, so to recap, the first thing you're gonna do is set your calories for whichever goal you have. So if you wanna lose weight, you are going to maintain a calorie deficit. And if you want to maintain weight, you are going to set your calories at maintenance. And if you wanna gain weight, you are going to set your calories in a slight caloric surplus. And once you set your calories, then you will set your macros. And first you will set your protein and your fat intake and be sure that you are consuming the minimum amount of fat required for your body, which is 0.25 grams per pound of body weight. And then for protein intake, make sure that you are consuming an adequate amount depending on your goal. So if you are eating in a calorie deficit, this is going to be especially important because you want to make sure that you're feeling satiated throughout the day and then also preserving lean muscle mass. So if you are losing weight, then make sure that you set your protein between generally 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight. And then if your goal is to maintain or gain, you can eat just under that if um, if you want. It just depends how your body feels overall. And then when it comes to your carb intakes, your carbs will take up the remainder of your calories per day. And so you'll set those last and there are four calories per one gram of carbs and protein and nine calories per one gram of fat. And then once you have your macro set, you are going to focus on timing them throughout the day so that you can keep your blood sugars as stable as possible. And you are going to just be more aware of times throughout the day that you're more insulin resistant and consume a few less carbs during that time. And then try to plan and eat a majority of your carb intake around your workouts. Especially you may want to consume a good amount of carbs post-workout so you can prevent delayed hypoglycemia after your workout and you may even want to have some carbs before your workout to give you a little bit more energy whatever works best for you you will figure it out and then you'll just play around with it so you can adjust your macros along the way so you can continuously keep making progress towards your fitness goals and make those adjustments to keep your blood sugars better stabilized in the process I hope this episode gave you a little bit more clarity on how macros can fit into your lifestyle and how you can better stabilize your blood sugars and achieve your fitness goals with counting macros. And if you have any questions, 
just holler at me on Instagram or you can email me. I'd love to hear from you. And from one dive buddy to another, I am here for you always. And I'm always willing to answer your questions. So if you have questions about macros or after listening to this episode, you're like, I need to know more and just reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. And also you guys, if you do have just a couple seconds to spare, I would love, 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 love it if you would leave me a review or if you found this episode helpful and you're called to do so leave me a review and subscribe to this podcast so that you do not miss out on our weekly episodes that will be dropped every single week and um i just hope that you have a fabulous day and again if you are interested in your chance to win the complete fat loss for type ones program just go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash win and i will talk to you next week.